I am going to begin telling various stories with large and huge leaps of time from story to story for the next several episodes here. Today, November 13, 2021, Saturday early morning, 4.42 a.m., EDT 5.00 EMT, I will tell a very short story of a conversation I had with a man I will call here, CIA agent number 3, who came 1,000 miles from the East Coast of the USA from Langley, Virginia, to talk briefly to me before having a very serious private conversation with my enemy father, John C. Thomas, John Charles Thomas, who was in his bedroom at the end of the Hall of Fame as my father called the short hallway leading from the front of the entrance doors of 2704 Central Court inside, about 10 feet or so to the end of the short hallway which leads to two doors to two bedrooms. The door on the left side at the end of the short hallway is for my parents' former bedroom and the door on the right of the hallway end is the door of my former bedroom of 15 years, a simple 12-foot by 12-foot bedroom on the southeast corner of the main floor of that huge custom-made contemporary ranch-style house, which is unlike any other house I the state of Indiana, period. For several reasons. Anyway, here goes, my little time capsule of one hour of time at my house, beginning with the ring of the doorbell, which happened to be working at the time. Then, a few knocks on the door by the say person ringing the doorbell outside the front door on the cement step. I open the door and lo and behold, a distinguished-looking older man, maybe 5 foot, 11 inches tall or 6 feet tall, asked if he could come inside, to talk about some somewhat heavy government stuff with my father, who he said was causing U.S. big major problems in Washington, D.C. I said, sure, you can talk to him. He said, where is your father? I replied, he is at the end of this little hallway, on the door on the left inside there, sitting in his small brown cloth mediocre recliner slash rocking chair, wearing his decrepit undershirt and some kind of pants, watching one of his black and white TV shows from long ago. CIA agent number 3, as I will refer to him here in this little time capsule account, then said to me in the great room, a huge living room about 28 feet by 28 feet dimensions with a huge super high cathedral ceiling about 16 feet high, which I love. Inside the great room with me and the CIA agent talking, were my mother's two Baldwin pianos, her Baldwin Brown Grand Piano which my grandfather, George Hubert Ware, born in 1895 during the Spanish-American War, bought this new brown Baldwin Grand Piano, meat-sized, not a baby grand, at the then-new and famous Chicago World's Fair, in Chicago, Illinois, obviously, for my mother there, when my mother was young. This was maybe in the middle 1930s. The grand piano had an official seal of some sort inside the piano that showed it was from the Chicago World's Fair, I believe. I played that Baldwin grand piano ever since I was five years old, off and on, throughout my lifetime, especially at 2704 Central Court, which was near the famous cross streets and intersection of the formerly named 98th Street and Keystone Avenue, Keystone Way, Highway 431 in the suburb of Carmel, Indiana, on the north edge of Indianapolis, Indiana in the middle of Indiana. Carmel later changed the name of Keystone Avenue to the name of Trey, for the express purpose of screwing me over, which they did many times to me in the 15 years I lived there, from 1991 through the middle of the year 2006, June 20, 2006 to be exact, when I then took a jet plane flight on Northwest Airlines from Indianapolis International Airport also called Cook Airport on the southwest part of Indianapolis to Los Angeles International Airport, known as LAX Airport the morning of June 20, 2006, in a carefully planned trip which I coordinated with in advance with my three FBI agent doctors in Indianapolis and Carmel, Indiana named Dr. Ingrid Mason, MD who was my internist woman medical doctor for many years in the 1990s and in the first half of the 2000s up until my departure date of June 20, 2006 at 8 o'clock a.m. from the Indianapolis airport on a four-hour flight to Los Angeles on the west coast of the USA, which I did. 
My other FBI doctors there were Dr. Mary Weber, a genius medication expert who talked to me once every three months for 15 minutes or a half hour, for 15 years for what she called a med check or medication check. She frequently attended national conventions of the AMA or American Medical Association in San Francisco, California which she told me about. We got along perfectly as well as I did with my other two FBI doctors in Indianapolis. My other FBI doctor was Dr. Shurel, a urologist at a place on the northwest edge of Indianapolis called Associated Urologists of Indiana, across the street from St. Vincent's Hospital, a private huge high-class Catholic hospital, which I went to about 20 times in the 15 years I lived at 2704 Central Court from 1991 to 2006. Back to the CIA agent number three. He said to me, before I talk to your father about all the problems he is causing us in Washington D.C., I will let you ask me one free question and I will give you my reply. So I then said to him, in the great room, I think the U.S. government is trying to find out some big secret about me that they can use to blackmail me with and to hold like a big club over my head, to threaten me and maybe use to get extortion money from me, or to use as leverage to get me to do something I do not want to do, which would not be in my best interest. He then said to me, no, the government is not trying to get some big secret about you. You don't have any secrets with the government. The government already knows everything about you and your life. Which is good. It means you cannot be blackmailed by anyone, because the government already knows everything about you and nobody can blackmail you for that reason. We then talked for a few minutes, briefly. He looked at me and then said something really heavy to me. He said to me, the very top of the US government has known for an extremely long time now, for decades, that the more genius a person is, the more they deviate from the norm. It is always true. Such as people like Einstein or Frank Zappa or Salvatore Dali or even Mozart or Thomas Edison, the inventor of the light bulb and the phonograph player add electricity for homes. The top of the US government not only has known this for decades, the government totally understands this little fact about the greatest gayuses in the world, of all time too. And that was the end of our little conversation. And then the CIA agent went down the hallway and entered my father's bedroom and had a private conversation with him for maybe 20 minutes or so, before leaving my house and going back to the east coast of the USA, never to be seen again by me. Fascinating. Later that day, my father and mother came into the large country kitchen of 2704 Central Court where I was at the time, in the kitchen that is, and my mother said to my father, the left hand doesn't know what the right hand is doing, I said then to my mother there, that's right. You low-level FBI people don't know what the high-level CIA wants. Me. Far away from this place. Like Stockholm, Sweden, Europe, London, England I'd even visit from time to time, St. Petersburg, Russia. Where the most beautiful women in the world live, according to a CIA taxi driver in Hollywood, California from St. Petersburg, Russia, Europe, and Langley, Virginia told me around the date of August 8, 2006 in Hollywood when he picked me up in his yellow taxi and took me from the Motel 6 in Hollywood where I was staying at the time, to the world-famous West LA music store on the border of West LA and Santa Monica to the west, near Highway 101 also known as the Santa Monica Freeway. That is all I will say for the moment. To be continued. Stay tuned. Enjoy.